God working with mysterious way. God is so good. We did we do nothing, but He does everything. Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It at 99, the world's most edifying podcast. And we're here today with a very special guest, um, my dad, Mr. Toby Boxer. Um, we've done episodes with him before. Go check him out up here. Um, so thank you for coming on the podcast, taking time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule. Uh, my honor and pleasure to uh, be with uh, this. And we will, uh, I hope we can benefit uh, your uh, audience. Hopefully we will. Um, so this is the last episode of our Coptic Life series, the, the finale. I'm going to save the best for last. Um, and today we're going to be talking about your story. Um, you know, you moving from Egypt to America, the struggles you face in Egypt, the struggles you face in America, um, kind of how you shaped your life and, you know, things that we can all learn from your your life uh, personally. So, um um, I think is uh, I don't always say a struggle. I always say challenging and uh, life full of a challenge. Yeah, there is. If we talking about someone struggle is not. I don't think in our society probably in, when we went to Zambia we saw that people struggle. Uh, God bless me too much with a great dad who working very, very hard. He's a simple dad, but he's, he's an amazing, uh, best, greatest friend I ever had. And he worked day and night to provide us the best life. So I don't call it a struggle. I call it that there is, in any life, there is a challenge you meet. And you have to face it and you have to know how you deal with it. And the only thing you can base that on, your face. If you have a good relation with your heavenly dad, you, you are okay. No matter what happened around you, no matter what happened uh, in, 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 uh, in outside. Because you cannot control outside, but you can control inside. So if you can control or you have a good communication with your heavenly dad on uh, inside the basis and every day and every uh, when you uh, wake up and s you have you should to say at least a good morning to your heavenly dad or you open his uh, word even if it's one word or couple of words but to keep it that will take a lot of stress a lot of a challenge a lot of it it will make your day is totally different so from a struggling standpoint, I don't think struggling, but I think that is growing opportunity for me when I face anything in, in Egypt or here or anywhere, yes. That's a, that's a very good point. I think um, maybe in a more, like kind of like you said, like in a more optimistic way to kind of look at things from it's a challenge or it's, you know, something we go through to better ourselves. I think it's a very good mindset to have. Um, when faced with challenges, maybe not struggles, but challenges. Um, so to get started, um, obviously we know your name, but where were you born? Uh, kind of take us like through your childhood. Yeah, you will. Uh, I born in a very uh, uh, small village uh, in uh, Upper Egypt, uh, uh, in a city called Malawi, and the village called Kalandul, which uh, very. Uh, 
the legend we grow in in our church and after this we moved to Malawi and from uh, that I took my high school in Malawi and I moved to Cairo uh, in Zamalek uh, to study commerce so from the starting point to ending point overall uh, to summarize it is a great time to learn in every aspect of the life uh, we God bless us with amazing amazing father I I cannot it, it, he's in, in he's all the time and before me uh, all the time his name father Johanna and this father uh, when I born or I understand what is my surrounding he's so old so old <laughs> my dad actually he said when he born he was so old like that so but he was uh, he loved the kids and we used to play in the floor uh, sit in the floor and in the floor in, in the village there is no uh, with dust whatever that is so we sit in the dust and play together and he impacted me tremendously and he has a very strong relation with St. George and he used to deal with each other in, in, in a best way really. It, it is Christ-like, I saw Christ in him, yeah. So kind of moving through your childhood, um, when you moved into the actual city of Malawi, uh, when you were a little bit older, um, did you face any challenges being a Coptic Orthodox Christian in a predominantly Muslim environment? Yeah, well, that is normal. If, if you read the history of our Coptic Church, and actually I see it is the best, greatest blessing God gave it to the, our church. And that is what makes our church very strong, very, uh, uh, it is the only, not the only, but the, the, the church which there is not a church like it from martyr standpoint, from to keep the face, to uh, defend the face. Our, our church is the, uh, the, the, the one which brings St. Athanasius and uh, Discourse and uh, all these great, amazing uh, uh, patriarch and uh, defend the face. So that has come because that kind of from the starting point when St. Mark came to Egypt, Christianity under persecution, and it, it is actually what the Lord Jesus Christ said, uh, rejoice when you got persecuted. So that is part of our faith. It's not something we, should, we shouldn't, uh, we should not say it is a bad thing, it is the best thing happened to our church, actually, to strengthen. If you look to the Western uh, society, church, uh, if, if they face something like that, half of them, them will, will leave the face. No, well, people leave the face with no issue at all. But in us, our dad and mom taught us that face number one, no matter what, it is better not to come from outside. Then you come and say, I just have idea to change the faith. So it is a lot of a challenge. It is went through a lot of things, but all that strengths our faith. And I think uh, from our father, we have a, 
God bless us with amazing father, amazing mentor. And uh, I'm so lucky that I have uh, Bishop Beeman, uh, the Bishop of Malawi at the time. He's in heaven now. He he was amazing leader uh, for the younger people. And in my when I was in high school, and he changed shape entire uh, Malawi. Uh, younger people, how they can keep their faith, how they can meet the challenge, how they can answer question, because we are responsible to answer any question to anyone ask us about our faith. So we have to be ready. How we can be ready and how we can really show Christ in our action, not in our word. It, it, no matter what happened, you know, I always believe in that and what Bishop Beeman and the all our mentor uh, father taught us we see freedom and everyone can do whatever he wants or she wants and all that i feel or i believe that in our faith we have no choice except to, to love every person in the face of the earth no matter what and we don't look to anything else except to, to love this person because he's created by the image of God. So we have no choice in that. And if anyone, any Christian in the world is saying, no, I have a choice to not love somebody, I don't think he's Christ at all. Christ loves everyone. Christ loves the people who persecute him. Christ loves the people who crucify him and actually prayed for him. So if we want to be Christ-like, we have to love every single person in the face of the earth, no matter what and under any circumstance. There is no excuse for us. And going back to that point of uh, loving all people, um, I can assume and I can you know, think that's very hard to really put that into practice, um, especially maybe in an environment where I mean, I know even for myself, an environment where a lot of people ridicule me because of my faith. Obviously, in Egypt, that's, especially in your time, that's so much more abounded. Um, how did you kind of deal with that, with that like struggle of, or challenge, sorry, of trying to love everyone around you when, you know, maybe they don't feel the same way towards you or maybe they put you down? Like, how did you kind of, how did you navigate that? Uh, I think it's the best thing, okay, and I learned it from our father and our great mentor and uh, spiritual mentor in Egypt, that when I love somebody, I love Christ who created him. Christ who created him never changed. The person, as, as me, I can do bad stuff, good stuff. I do, I fall, I wait, it doesn't matter. But Christ inside me, it will never change, no matter what. So when I love the unchangeable, I, there is whoever, whatever, if, if he did whatever, she did whatever, I, it's not, I don't see it anymore. I know it is very hard to believe that, concept but really it is when you put it in practice you will see it is very simple and it's very easy okay and i always look to the people who harm me or do something bad for me i see there is opportunity to teach me something okay and actually that is a biblical principle 
הווין, דיוויד ושמעי בני ג'יר, אני לא יודע איך אתה פרנס את זה באנגלית, שמעי בני ג'יר, אבל יש אדם שהתחיל לקרוא דיוויד, הקונגים, דיוויד הוא הקונגים של ישראל, זאת אומרת, הוא הגדולה בפוזיציה, והאנשים שלהם ניסו דיוויד אמר לא, God told this man to do that. Can you imagine one in the position of David as a king of Israel? If we look, for example, uh, in, in our time now, if, if someone in the position of the president of the United States, and one has nothing, very, very little guy come and just to throw him, whatever, and... that president say, oh, no, don't harm this guy. God send me a message through this guy. So we should have that mentality. We should have to that. If somebody harm us, I'm sure God will turn it to a different way. And we, we, we are, God, there is many things around us can harm us way more than uh, uh, that kind of, like I said, persecution, that is a bless, really, really true blessing. When you, you see Christ, you see Christ like walking with you, you see Christ like lifting you up, you see Christ in that time, in that time, you, you see Christ like he lifting you up, how, you, how it happened, how it take it out, how, how that it changed. There is no logic behind it, but it happened many times. Um, I saw it many times. I saw that, that God is, is working with mysterious way, and then when we serve in the village and all this stuff. But basically, we have to love everyone, to serve everyone. And there is no difference. We should not differentiate in our loving and service between one and one. Every person is a unique and loved by God, no matter what his face or her face or the color, whatever that is differentiation people does. In the eye of God, there is no different. People exactly all the same. And I am sure God will judge people, will judge them differently totally than we judge people. And I think that That distinction of how God judges versus how we judge is very important and something to keep in mind that although we have these earthly judges and earthly judicial systems and in ourselves internally we judge others it's a good reminder that the reason why we shouldn't judge others is because you know or that these judgments are ineffective or they're not they're not true judgments because you know it's like it's like you know the man sees the outer appearance but God sees the inward and And that, I think it's very important. And I think that a lot of times you kind of get caught up in, you know, the politics of the situation or, you know, just all these bigger, what we think are bigger, you know, issues when the most important thing is the inside of the person. Um, and I think as you grow up, you kind of, um, kind of learn to focus more on the, on the, or you're supposed to at least, on the inside of the people around you instead of just what you see on the outside. So as you grew older, you know, into college, as you moved to Cairo, um, 
and, and past that a little bit, how did you kind of see yourself change from being just another kid in Egypt to, you know, being a man that, you know, could, you know, make an impact on the world around you? Uh, really, I, I give all the credit uh, what in my growing to my spiritual mentor and my uh, people which I surround myself with. Uh, I have the, the blessing to have amazing, amazing servant around me. Uh, all, the majority of them is, is, is a monk now and they are uh, amazing. There is one deacon, Deacon Philippus, now still uh, serving in, 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 uh, in Malawi. Uh, it, it, it is like you grow when you see people live Christ by by it's not need that much uh effort to see because you see it in, in the life so i i have the blessing and the uh, really i'm so lucky to uh born or to grow to grow in that society but on the other hand you have to do your part you have to work and just try to grow yourself okay one of the things which make me uh, uh, going that route because I read almost all the books and, and spiritual books. I used to go to uh, a bookstore called Al Mahabba, which I love, in, 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 in if you translate it. And uh, uh, that is Christian bookstore. I used to buy almost all my money is spent there. And uh, we grew in, a, in an era which uh, a greatest holiness, Pope Shenouda, uh, God bless his heart, uh, he was around us and teach us, and uh, it is amazing. Uh, we have Bishop Moses, for example, the Bishop of Yus, we have Bishop Mittal. Oh, there is, the list is, 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 is cannot stop. It is amazing, amazing uh, spiritual uh, people. But when I am, I started when I am in high school actually, and I started to collect what I have and the people was, and I loved the sector of the serving the people, uh, unfortunate people. I, I actually is not serving them. I learn from them. I, that is what shaped entire life of me in Egypt. That these people, the simplicity, the joy, the love, the cares, uh, uh, they don't worry about anything. And uh, when I went to Cairo and uh, have more networking and connection, we started to build a team and to go to this village at that time. And after this, I led the uh, young youth uh, in Ma'ala, which is hanging at church, and we used to go to uh, do that and uh, we used to call ourselves Humar uh, al-Masih being the donkey of the Lord <laughs> and it, it was it was really great 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 uh, thing God is so good when you give him yourself to serve and if you allow him to do something you see miracle in a daily single basis and there is there is plenty of a story for everybody can see 
that got to change entire thing to make sure that his people right, his people got served. No matter what, if you serve or not serve, I serve or it doesn't matter. He uses us, but he tried to put us in a good way or put us like, you know, he does every single thing. But after this, he say, okay, I will credit this man or I credit this woman. I will credit this servant. I, uh, so I don't know how you, re, you re, re, reward it or how you put it in word, but he did he do everything and put you to shine. Like Bob Shenouda used to say, say um, that bi- this, his bishops does everything and the, the credit come to him and all that stuff. And he, he used to, for sure, he, he never sleeps. As, uh, he served a But my point is that God does that all the time for us. Do you mind, if, if you can, give, to give maybe a couple of stories or examples where uh, uh, you saw that in your own life? Yeah, there is many stories. Actually, I, I, I tell you one of the stories which you call it uh, persecution, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it has impacted my life. And uh, one time we, uh, we used to um, take our car and uh, fill it with stuff to go to the village. And uh, we have a, a student in, uh, on uh, Cairo University Medical School. And uh, this student, his name, uh, Dr. Mikhail, I don't know if he's, I, I, there is no communication with him anymore, but he's, he was uh, in medical school at that time. He was an amazing servant. Uh, he has the talent of the, at that time, Bobby Sharp, Bobby, uh, for the kids, which he go and uh, do Bobby show and something Bobby, like that. Bobby Bobby. show, something like that. I don't know. But he was talented with kids. He's, so we used to get, take him because as soon as he reached a, a, a village, for the, for the kids in the village, this kind of stuff, like, ooh, we are in heaven. Something is unbelievable. <laughs> so... So we used to go, and so we filled the the car with a uh, blanket and food and all that. And we go and, and uh, we go in a, a village called Abdullah Khawaja. Abdullah Khawaja, this is in Samalot uh, district, and the, there is narrow street and all this stuff. And and, and we are driving, and we find that fire coming to us from. Uh, the, the the farmers the, the, so <laughs> doctor uh, sorry okay. what do you mean by fire uh, people uh, just uh, fire gun and and, and us because oh, so they say sh- shooting uh, shooting or whatever you call it but <laughs> but we we really re- receive it as oh wow we are going heaven today and to, uh, Dr. Mikhail was driving the car and he said, oh, we go give it. And he pushed the gas and the car is flew. And uh, we, the, the, the key is when we went to the village, that is the main thing. That is, uh, that is Christ. Uh, there is father, uh, uh, his name, Father Mina, uh, his, his amazing father in this church. And he gather all the congregation and praying for our safety to arrive to the church. 
because he heard there is something will happen and the other time there is no f uh, cell phone there is nothing you can't communicate with it so we are coming we are come and when we reach that place father uh uh, Mina take us Zach, thank us God, thank you God, thank and I see that like he's connected with his heavenly father, really, really like he, God, he and God is talking, and he tearing, and it was one of the changing life to see how it's praying and how that congregation simplicity praying, it can it change anything. Can take the car. I don't know when when uh, Doctor Michael Bush they got the, the road. By the way, there is not like the road you see here. Okay, there is no road. It's just sand. It's <laughs> there is nothing. There is no sand. There is dust, and it it, it is it is correct. It, it, I can't explain it. Even uh, the cars cannot stay for few months except to go to the reverse uh, shop because of this kind of stuff. But my point is, it is God working with mysterious way. God is so good. We did, we do nothing, but he does everything. We, if we, you know, when God said, God will never forget a cup of water, cold water in my name. If he remember like, a cup, uh, like he he won't forget if you give a child a cup of cold water. Yeah, anyone. If if he will never forget that cup of water, how he can forget that you uh, serve this kid or uh, not serve, but take the blessing of this kid or or went to take a blessing of this uh, uh, people, which is simple. When we went to Zambia, you can you you, you experience that and you experience the joy which we have, not the people, they, they give us the joy. We give them nothing, really. We went to enjoy our life there. That's what I can see. And that is what I feel every time I used to go to any village when I was in Egypt uh, surfing. I enjoy it. I am the one who take, I am the one who get the joy, the happiness, the, 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 the to learn. I learn a lot. Every good thing I learn, I learn, I learn it from this simple people. Okay, so there is this, there is a lot of a story which God exists. I I tell you one uh, more. Um, we had uh, uh, to serve, and before the the Christmas, I remember before the Christmas, I was in, in my hanging church, and we thinking about. Um, well, sorry. Uh, the hanging church is in a church that's hanging, not a place where they, not a church where they hang people. No, 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 no. The hanging yes, church in all the chaos. I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this just is for clarification. one of the oldest church, yes, uh, in, 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 in Egypt. Uh, so I used to live there because I used to lead the Yossa, younger so, uh, people. So we are preparing for the uh, Christmas, our Christmas in January 7th. It was in December, I believe, 2023. So a few weeks and, and for January. And we have to serve this. So I was, when you go to the hanging church, you, you enter and there is uh, like a, a ladder, not ladder, what is like it? A staircase. A staircase. And 
uh, we sitting in the staircase and we try to find out, me and my friend, to find out how we can do that. And we have nothing, really nothing. And as a, as a, a student, and the, our financial is not that, and at that time, financial is really very, very important, not like this era. Yeah. So uh, we're talking and talking, and there is Father uh, Ya'ub, uh, this is the father of the church, and he was our confession father. And he coming, his, uh, uh, the, the place which he lives is, Almost closed. So, but he coming to the church and he said, "What? Why are you looking at this so bad? God give you joy. Why?" And he used to say that all the time. He's amazing father. And I said, "Father, we're going to serve these people. There is no way we can get the stuff they need." He said, "Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Come on, come on." And when you go to hanging a church, there is another church inside the church called uh, San John Al-Ma'madani. Uh, like a chapel. The chapel, yeah. yeah. We used to uh, praise uh, jo- jo- Jonas, three days Jonas in it. Jonas fast. Jonas fast, yeah. yeah. So he we take us and he started to pray. Honestly, this is the most amazing prayer I ever witnessed in my life. I thought he say, God, can you please help these people? Can you t- t- take care of that? Can we, or he can pick a phone and call some people, bring us. Uh, that is what my my thought behind. But he went and stand before God, and he said, "Thank us, God, you did everything. Wow, you answer us." And I'm, I'm, I was really. Can't is speechless. I can't. What he doing? We spend about forty five minutes, and, and he's praying straight. And after this, he tapped my shoulder and said, "Okay, prepare yourself. Go. Uh, you will be doing." That. And I'm looking right and left, and nothing happened. I, I really don't. Uh, so I said, "Okay, father, what I can say? This is my father." So we went. And about three, four hours, and I receive a call from a, a, a doctor he used to teach in, uh, in Lemoudi University in, uh, in France. He used to serve, uh, to, to, to support us. He said, I'm coming to the airport. I have a, a group of fr- uh, fr- uh, France people go, to, because he used to bring people to visit Egypt. I cannot uh, uh, meet you anywhere. I have something for the service. Uh, you come to the airport to pick it for me. I went, me and my friend, big that. It changed that Frank France to Egyptian bound and went to we bought every single thing the surface need by Penny. And we went to we were and the father came to say, he said, Did you see? Did you see God? I said, Okay. Done. <laughs> it was it was amazing for me. But that is, I think that is from the face of Father Ya'ub at that time and the people and, and the, for the people which we want to serve, not for us at all. It has nothing to do with us at all because we are doubted. We are in doubt all way. Even when Father Ya'ub say thank you and tab in my said, done. Prepare yourself to do it. And uh, okay. Huh? I don't see anything. <laughs>
<laughs> so that is learning a process uh, or learning a moment for me. Yeah. And I think that faith, you know, like you read that verse in the Bible, like um, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move, you can uh, move a mountain, um, and you can do all these through prayer and fasting. And we kind of look at that. It's Matthew seventeen twenty twenty one, and you look at that, and you're just like, yeah, like you read it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But until you actually experience it, do you not realize that how true it actually is? Um, and obviously, there's a story of the Mokotta Mount. Uh, in Egypt, moving of the mountain, literally. Um, so we have all these stories, but it's until you get it in your personal life that you don't really um, notice, maybe not notice it, but you don't really fully appreciate it. Um, speaking about moving mountains, uh, you moved from Egypt to America. Um, that's obviously a very hard mountain to climb. <laughs> um, how did you kind of go about that that move? Uh, what was the hardest thing about it? You know, What do you enjoy? What do you miss about Egypt, moving into San Francisco and then moving to Atlanta? Kind of, what was that like? Actually, uh, I grew in a, in a home which I have my greatest dad. Like I said, he's my greatest, uh, best friend I ever had in my entire life. Uh, he's, he's, he's amazing. Um, he used to travel a lot. And my uh, oldest brother, the same, he traveled few times. And he's like my dad as well. He's very, very, very great. Um, so, but for me, even after I finished college, I even I even didn't apply for the passport because I loved Egypt. I loved to serve. I I wasn't living in the church, so I live the best, greatest life in you can have. And uh, I work, I serve, I go to casino. I, I, I'm, I'm in the top of everything. So I don't anything. I didn't. Sense. But I was uh, preparing for my master's degree in American University. Um, and I was taking the class at the time. And there is a, uh, a camp in, in Zamalek too. There is a main one in Tahrir. And the, the second one, it was in, in Zamalek at that time. And um, across from El Marashli Church, St. Mary. So one of the professors from America University, uh, from uh, which he teaches us from America, he said, "If you go to America, you will have a good future." And I have no idea why he says that, but it's like, and how I receive it, like uh, something is coming from God or something. So I act on it. I have no idea why I act on it. I really don't. Until now, I have no clue. Okay, I can't say that. But I went to the uh, the, the place and I get my passport. I start and I communicate with the embassy and I got uh, started to send a letter to a university here. Kansas City University accepted me, so I came to uh, United States. I was that I was 30 years old. I am grown man, and I shouldn't uh, ask for any help from anybody. So I used to uh, work, uh, and uh, thank God, I the professor get me another job in the library in Kalisheet, and uh, that is a, a very teaching moment for me very found fundamental teaching moment. Because 
sometimes I drink a lot of water because I cannot afford the 50 cents to get a sandwich at that time. So that it was like I said, teaching moment for me because I was living is okay, good life is not that much higher, but I live very good in Egypt. I have my job and I have leading the, I live in the, and I came, there is nothing, nothing. So at that time, I have to choose between two things. One, put myself in a, and beat myself and say, oh, why I come here? Why I lift that? Why, 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 why? And do not, <clears throat> do not go anywhere. Or I can say, mm, no, that is the opportunity for me to grow. Now I, am, I will make it. And I choose the second one. Even uh, God bless him, Father Matthias uh, Farid, which he was a, a priest of Saint uh, Saint Anthony in San Francisco. Uh, when I came, I came with ten thousand dollar. At that time, ten thousand dollar is a lot of money. As, as time. So Father uh, Anthony, uh, Father uh, Matthias told me, you know what? Just work a lot of harder, gather some money, open a business, and forget about studying. You come from Abar, Egypt, and you want to study here? Come on. So I said, uh, because I'm from Abar, Egypt, my mind is very hard anyway. <laughs> I have a head hard. So I will study. And, I will. and he said, okay. And by the way, when he says that, he feared for me. He cared about me, really. I felt that because he feared that I cannot be successful. Why I waste my money? Instead, I will can work very hard to gather more and make a business. He he's from fatherhood standpoint. He tried to advise me as the best he can see. Uh, but I said no. There is opportunity really to grow, to know. So I went and started to study in Calisity or University. I went to adult school. I was working day and night. I came here. After that, I started to work and and study. Sorry, we'll, and, we'll slow down the time a yeah. little bit. So 1996, San Francisco, Cal State Howard University. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got sick of San Francisco. Yes. You couldn't stand it. Yes. Uh, you said it was... Uh, so what was it? What did you say? Uh, for me, uh, because I am a very, very conservative, I don't like to see that. And when I went to San Francisco, the people really acting weird for me. It is way <laughs> too much. Honestly, way too much. I cannot it, believe. That is, that is a big culture shock. I cannot believe that people painting themselves, painting whatever, uh, kissing in the street. It is, for me... As a someone coming from different culture and very conservative, even in his culture, so I, I was so conservative in in Egypt even, and uh, it it was really beyond my imagination. I cannot even find a word to express that uh, what happened, but I I find it. Because I, I read a book in, in American University when I was in Egypt. I was searching for the best place weather-wise. So I read a book called 
San Francisco Paradise in the Earth. So I said I will go to San Francisco to see Paradise. I I always say I saw it like Saddam and Gomorrah at that time. <laughs> there is beautiful people there in every place, but what I saw in the street, it was it was beyond my imagination. So I said I have to move. Uh, so I have a friend. I call him my dad and my mom until now. Uh, they are in Arizona right now. They uh, really uh, helped me uh, to uh, come to Atlanta. Uh, and uh, I have, uh, they called uh, another friend here. He's my dear friend now, his Samah Maximus, and he opened his house. He's, he's amazing. He's, he gave me uh, love and care and uh, in a few days. It, it was great. And I, I appreciate that from him. So, San Francisco, 1996, moved to Atlanta, 1998. Yes, in the beginning of 1998. Yeah, <laughs> as quick as you could. Yeah. And uh, got married 2003. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's an interesting story. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you had kids, 2005, 2007. Yeah. Um, what was that like transitioning into, into being a father? It, everything God gave it to me, it is a huge blessing. And I see it is a, bless, talking, a blessing to, for me to... Uh, I don't deserve to be a father because uh, I always say, probably you heard it from me, your father is a father in heaven. I am a tool. I'm just... Uh, God used me as a tool. You can call it a father. You can call it as a person. You can call, you call it as you want. But my belief, really, your father, your true father is in heaven. Uh, th and that's what my dad taught me. My dad, every time I said, Dad, he said, Oh, look to up. Uh, he was a simple man, but he was a Christ-like in the, living in among me. Every time I said, Dad, oh, look up. You're, you're, you're heavily dead. So to, to, to be or to take uh, uh, something characteristic that heavily dead and the title myself to what heavily dead is, it, it is a huge blessing beyond my imagination blessing, really. Uh, so... Uh, absolutely, it is a, it is an amazing blessing. But I don't consider myself a father. I consider myself as a tool. God used me to support my family. My our father, all our father is in heaven. Really, true father. I, so that's my answer. <laughs> it's a very humble answer. No, um, and uh, that it that is true that you know God is uh, our father, but you are also a father to me and uh, Ivana over there. Um, and kind of looking back at your entire life, um, if you could talk to your 20 year old self, what would you tell a 20 year old Sobi Bakhtar? I will tell him that if, if, if I go back, if probably you can say what you can change if, if you go back to, to, I will spend more time with my heavenly dad, really. Uh, whatever time instead to waste it in, in many things and everyone can waste the time in many things there is 
the world around us full of stuff you can I mean, in my time too we don't have that electronic but we have different stuff uh, so I think the most you spend with your heavily dad, the most benefit you will, the, the, the most uh, advantage you will, the most uh, go ahead, to be ahead from anyone else. The, you can put whatever you want. Nothing, you can do whatever you want. Nothing will change or shape your life except your relation with your heavenly dad. Honestly, I, I, I always say whatever bad I have, I have a lot of bad stuff. I have, I, 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 whatever bad I have, that is from me. Whatever good I have, that is from my heavenly dad and from my people which mentor me and the spiritual father and spiritual great friend and wonderful people which I surround myself with. Uh, so if I will go back to 20s, I really try to spend more, 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 more time with, with my dad, my, my heavenly dad, what I mean. That's what I can do. That's a good answer. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day. To, to this is my honor. <laughs> and uh, before we get going, I would like you to nominate someone to be a guest on the podcast. That hasn't been a guest. Uh, nominate someone. Mm -hmm. I will absolutely nominate Father Elia. He's my spiritual father, my a great father. I really uh, he guided me so much, and I think he will benefit a lot of young people. Uh, he's he's amazing. He has a huge wisdom, really. If you can come near to him or anybody come near him, his his mind is amazing. I I don't deserve to sit under his feet. It is amazing, Father. So I hope you can get some with him. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try my best. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, and see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.